The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, the man says the front is moving in. It's coming from the Arctic on a bone chilling wind. But that ain't news to me. It's the way it's always been. Cause I live on the coldest corner in the world. In the coldest corner of the world uh, here in Edmonton this weekend, but it's pretty darn cold. A polar vortex moving into the region, and that means the next few days shaping up to be, well, cold. Minus 26 for your high on Sunday. We're going to see overnight lows into the minus mid 30s. David Phillips, one of our favorite guests uh, from Environment Canada. He is Environment Canada's senior climatologist. He joins us this afternoon. Hi, David. Hi, Jaylen. You know, uh, <laughs> misery enjoys company, and you're not going to be the only people with this brutally cold weather. I mean, it's really engulfing. It's going to engulf by Monday pretty well all of North America, and uh, so it is um, It is something. It, I think it makes it worse, Jaylen, because it's been kind of a mild winter so far. I mean, you've had, really, you've had, I think, you've, well, I counted the number of uh, temperatures below minus 30. There have been none. I mean, typically you'd have about uh, eight or nine of those by this time of the year. Last year at this time, we've had a couple of 40 to minus 42s. So, you know, we've been um, not uh, not really punished too much by the, uh, by the weather. But, oh, boy, you knew, I mean, uh, winter was delayed but not denied. And, uh, and this is going to be clearly... <laughs> what it feels like uh you're, you're clearly going to know where you live and and why we are the second coldest country in the world and uh and and it's going to be uh and, and uh, hey pretty pretty cold temperatures today probably the coldest day uh, of the of the year so far in terms mm-hmm. of the high temperature and the low and then it's only going to get colder and come monday yeah. uh, we'll see temperatures that will just you know get down to minus uh at the international airport minus 37 and yeah. and highs and Jasper Avenue, maybe minus 28. Uh, That's pretty cold in any language. Uh, David, uh, you know, it, it's been a great winter so far. We had a yeah. lot of uh, temperatures uh, above zero, above normal, yeah. that sort of thing. As you yeah. said, you know, it won't be denied. Can you tell us what a polar vortex is? Yeah, Jalen, you know, it's something people thought, oh, that's a trendy thing that, that forecasters made up. No, it's been around for centuries. And um, it really is like a like a child's top. You know those spinning tops? You mm-hmm. push it, it goes round and around. Well, it's very very much like that. It exists at the North Pole and the South Pole. And at the North Pole, it just absolutely, it, it just spins around there. And, you know, Jalen, it's there all the time. It's there in the summertime, in the winter. It's just in the winter. It's it's a really uh, uh, fierce, uh, cold air. And it exists really above the surface, you know, in the upper uh, layers where the jet aircraft fly. And it's just spinning around like a top, around and around. And what happens, it, it sort of stays up there. And it's always better if it stays up there. It's pretty strong. But when it weakens, it's sort of like something kind of perturbs that that spinning top, kind of like pokes it. And what happens, as you know, in a spinning top, child spinning top, you touch it, and all of a sudden it, it wiggles and wobbles, and it, it, it maybe moves off center, and it, it maybe falls over. Well, the same thing with the uh, the cold polar vortex. It, it loses its strength. It weakens, actually. And then it spills southward. And sometimes it can go into Europe, sometimes into... North America. Sometimes it breaks off into a couple lobes and 
that way, one goes that way. But really, Jalen, what it does is it brings the cold air with it. And, you know, cold air is like molasses. It's thick and dense. It hugs the ground. It fills every nook and cranny. And so that cold air rushes down and fills the, the landscape and moves uh, farther so nothing blocks it. Even it can seep over the Rockies and get the, the Pacific Coast but come right down over the heart of North America. And um, and it's hard to kick it out. It's like a bully, a weather bully, and it just you just can't push it out. Some strong Pacific winds will do that, but, hey, when they relax, it allows that polar vortex to spill southward, and, and that's what we're seeing. And the irony, too, is the fact that sometimes you get that center of the continent being frigidly cold, but what happens on the far west coast, the Pacific coast, the Pacific Ocean, and the Atlantic Ocean, you'll have kind of um, a push of warm air from the south. And as that warm air goes northward, well, it causes also that cold air to rush down to the center of the of the continent. And so what we're going to see is it's, um, you know, uh, on Jasper Avenue on Sunday of uh, afternoon where the sun is shining, a high of minus 27. Well, in Iqaluit, it'll be minus 4. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it'll be colder at the North Pole than it is in, in Edmonton, as it will be in many parts of the prairies. Uh, it'll just be colder than where you'd expect winter to really be uh, be beginning up there or, or at least uh, staying put. But, hey, it's um, it's something that's going to be around next week. I think next week's going to be the toughest, Jaylen. If you can survive next week uh, with the, uh, the cool temperatures, the cold temperatures, lots of sunshine, and but not a lot of heat from that sunshine when they've had those cold temperatures, then I think we see some moderation. After Valentine's Day, we see temperatures will become more seasonable. And given that cold that you've had, seasonable weather will feel like a tropical heat wave. And that's why this particular cold is so brutal because we really haven't had very much of it so far. So it's going to be intensely cold and, and, and last a little longer than we have. But, hey, it's, uh, it's pretty wherever where you can't escape it. Well, here's the thing, Dave. I think as as Canadians, you know, if we if we go down into the deep south when we used to be able to travel, and people are like, oh, yeah. how cold does it get where you live? And you tell them, and you wear it like a, a badge of honor. Oh, so it's really do. it's not that big of a deal, right? Oh, minus 25. Okay, we know for a lot of people that's really really tough. But I'm like, okay, minus 25. All right, we'll just keep moving through. I did some uh, a little bit of uh, history research on weather today, and mm-hmm. what I found was that the lowest overall temperature ever recorded in Edmonton was minus 49.4 that goes back January 19th and 21 from 1886. So that was a long time ago, but the coldest temperature ever recorded in Canada dates back to 1947 was at Snag in the Yukon Territory, and people still talk about this. They do. You know, Jen, thank you for bringing that up. That's one of my favorite stories. I wrote an article on it. I interviewed the two weather observers, one who retired in Grand Prairie and uh, another one who I think stayed put in the Yukon. And they were, they were to me, they were my heroes because they went out that morning and um, the temperature, they were measuring it in Fahrenheit back then. Uh, and it was uh, minus 83 Fahrenheit. And they, they observed it as a Celsius would be six, minus 63.9. And they marked the little thermometer and it was, it was uh, an alcohol thermometer. And, um, 
and and they marked it because they knew there was history was being made. It, it felt cold, but it had been cold most of that winter, and and they shipped the uh, Toronto where the weather office headquarters is. They said, "Well, ship that thermometer back. We're not sure we believe you." And uh, Edmonton or Toronto, they they said, "Mark it with a little pen where the actual alcohol fell," and the observer <laughs> said, "Oh, typical Toronto pens don't work up here in the cold of minus 80, 83 degrees Fahrenheit, minus eighty three degrees Fahrenheit." So they marked it with a little. Um, uh, they they scratched the metal, and uh, and then um, Toronto verified the record, and it was. But what was so fascinating, Jaylin, was the the fact that they could hear dogs barking six kilometers away. I always say to people, you don't gossip about anybody in cold weather because the sound travels very far. So you could be saying something in a conversation and somebody could hear it quite a distance uh, uh, away. And they could say, when aircraft would fly over, because this is what uh, snag was, it was kind of a staging route when uh, pilots got in trouble, the, the, the terminal uh, airport was closed, they could they could land it at, at, uh, at snag. There were about 16 people there, and they were taking observations and plowing the runway and things like this. But it's a great moment in Canadian history, the coldest moment. And really, it's the coldest in North America. There's not a temperature colder in um, in North America than, than, than snag back in 1947. And it beat the Canadian record, which is Fort Vermilion, Alberta. Yes, uh, yes back in 1911, <laughs> had been the coldest moment in Canadian history, minus 61.1 degrees C, and um, at, at Snag, it was um, it, it was the, the minus 63, which is the all-time cold. Now, people in, there's another community in, in the Yukon called, um, oh, I mean, I, I think it's um, Mayo, and Mayo, they said it was colder there, and they had a picture of the thermometer, but what happened is the weather office, the weather station burned down two weeks later and destroyed all the records, so so really, they were kind of irritated because they felt they were the coldest uh, place. But um, it was really, life was, was interesting, and people from around the world called these people. And I remember talking to the observer in Grand Prairie when he retired to Grand Prairie. He said, you know, I wrote an article, and it appeared in a magazine, and he said, you know, you, you made me a hero. I said, what do you mean, a hero? He said, well, you know, I told used to tell my grandchildren, my children, about my observations and and they just give me that far away look but when you wrote it out there and explained it and talked about it I, I now they they ask me about it so I brought a kind of a tear to my eye because I, I felt that uh, as I say at the beginning these guys were pioneers for me and, and to observe the coldest moment in Canadian history so hey I mean minus uh, the, the minus 37 that you might get <laughs> in the morning come Monday seems warm compared to what it was back in it snag does. 74 years ago oh david i uh, i love that story and i love hearing about it and and all the things that happened because of the cold when you talk about yeah. the fact that you could hear dogs barking six meters away and and the vapor trails I, I just find it absolutely fascinating so thank you for joining me on your friday afternoon and and sharing that story with us i always love talking to you i hope you have a fantastic weekend david thank you very much jaylin bye-bye now by David Phillips, a senior climatologist at Environment Canada. Isn't he just the best? Yeah, so snag, Yukon Territory. So, um, the coldest temperature ever recorded in the world?
Um, I, I found this out today. It says the high elevation of the East Antarctic Plateau and its proximity to the South Pole give it the coldest climate of any region on Earth, the lowest air temperature ever measured by a weather station. Minus 89 degrees Celsius, so that's minus 128 degrees Fahrenheit, was recorded there at Russia's Vostok station in July of 1983. So minus 89 degrees Celsius in Canada. The coldest record, okay, minus 63 in Snag, Yukon. What about what about you? What's the coldest that you've been in? Have you had one of those uh, experiences, one of those ones that you'll never forget? I, I think I've told you that, you know, uh, growing up in originally southern Ontario, then northern Ontario, I thought I was a, a pretty tough cookie moving from, you know, Sault Ste. Marie and Thunder Bay to Regina. And then I spent two years in Regina. And oh, my goodness. There was some cold weather there. Uh, We'll take a break here at 318. The top 10 coldest temperatures in Canada when we come back.